Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? No, sir. Did you follow the Geek Squared show? I should. Yep. <laughs> and you should as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome to Geek Squared Show. Welcome to Geek Squared Show. Welcome to the Geek Squared Show. <laughs> the show where we talk about the things that we talk about. You are Tilly and you are Emma. Correct. On our last episode, we were talking a lot about VFX with Scott Pilgrim. So we sort of thought we might want to dive into that with the Harry Potter series. We, uh, we've, we've said this already in a previous episode. Harry Potter is one of our absolute Hands down, favorite series of all time. Expecto Patronum! Exhibit A. (laughs) (laughs) So we just wanted to sort of continue our praise. We're going to be talking about not only computer-generated effects, but also the practical effects, in which are our favorites. But first of all, shout out to the people that worked tirelessly to make those movies so magical as they were. Because, I mean, it is not easy to do all that VFX work whether it's practical or computer generated. Yeah, that's sort of something we touched on very briefly in our third episode, which was about the wonderful wor- the wonderful worlds of fantasy. It's very difficult, or it can be very difficult, to take something that has already been imagined from a book and put it on a screen. We said that both Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter did that very, very well. So without further ado, would you like to jump into our Harry Potter CGI versus practical effects? Yes. So we have a list of our favorite CGI moments, a list of our favorite practical effects. And then um, we also have our favorite blends because they do a lot of blending between. Which uh, honestly, kudos. Because like that's also very hard. (laughs) Like you can compose something and put it into a frame. But when you have to like mask something or put something on something like, I mean, I'll just start off if you don't mind. Like one of my favorite in general was the CGI of the hippogriff. Yes, that's one of mine too. Oh my God. Like it was so clean. Like there's really no other way. Like the the movement was fairly like clean and and fluid and the feathers looked great Mm -hmm. and the eyes were like not dead eyes like most cgi is and the behavior was like on point for something that would be half bird half yes yeah yes half bird half horse now that's that's more of a blend though yeah that is a blend because because they they did use like a a green actually it was not green it was just a it was an animatronic oh i did not know that yeah i've actually like i've been to both the Harry Potter studio in London Hmm. and Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And I went to the, uh, actually, we both went to the um, Science Center exhibit where we got to see oh, yes. how many, Harry many Potter was, ago. Yeah, yes. where Harry Potter, or how Harry Potter was made. Yeah. Um, so I've seen uh, a lot of the animatronics and the props and so forth that they use throughout each movie. And that was one of the things that surprised me is that Buckbeak was actually an animatronic maid who would, the head would move, his eyes would move, his mouth would open and close. It was really, really cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, by far, I think no one can disagree that that is an absolute work of art. But in terms of like favorite just visual effects, the dragons. Yes, dragons is also on my list. (laughs) Like the freaking Hungarian horntail looks so real it does in that uh 
in that competition scene. Oh my god. Yeah, and if you if you don't mind, I'm gonna yeah, yeah, give a little do, bit of context do. for that too. So the dragons, of course, were CGI. I mean, you can't just have a dragon animatronic; that would be nuts. Yeah. But a 16 foot model was created of the Hungar- Hungarian horntail that they then scanned and created it digitally to achieve the details and the lighting and the shading and the physicality of the beast it just looked incredible it looked real like there was nothing where the physicality of it looked like it was disproportionate or like mm-hmm. it, it physically could not happen and also this is a very a very small detail where the fire comes out of their mouth it comes out in like two little jets yeah that's such an interesting little detail yeah and it seems insignificant but it's something that you notice because it's something that like you could see it's like a snake with their like the the venom yeah exactly like it's i mean i know dragons aren't exactly real but Mm -hmm. they're like anatomically correct yeah that's so cool yeah and that's one of the first things you see right is the dragon opens its mouth and fire shoots out yeah so for that little detail to be something like one of the first things you see on that dragon absolutely awesome yeah and it's not even just the big dragons when we see like when they're pulling the dragons out of the little bag Mm -hmm. to see who gets which Mm -hmm. one and the one the swedish short snout i think it is crawls on fleur's hand yeah it looked like i mean uh, like (laughs) like the way it's climbing just yeah it just looks like the the thing that's so hard about cgi and why so much of it looks so bad is because of the movement and the expressions and the integration yeah but they did it perfectly yeah absolutely and that set the groundwork for of course the dragon that comes later in gringotts in the eighth movie i guess it was And even before the fourth movie, we saw Norbert, who yeah. also looked incredible for the yeah. time. Yeah, I forgot about that, actually. Yeah. So I think they kind of used some groundwork they set there for mm-hmm. the dragons in the future in the fourth movie. Yeah, because even then they had really good movement. And like when it broke out of its egg, yeah. it looked, I mean, obviously it was like, yeah, the integration wasn't great because it was 2001, I believe. Early, early VFX. Well, not early, 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 <laughs> earlier. Yeah, earlier. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you want to keep going with best CGI? The fiend fire. Oh yeah. When uh, when they're in the room of requirement and Goyle accidentally lights the entire place on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you capture fire? It's not fluid. It's gas, but it looks like liquid because it's like really like vibrant and it has all these layers. I mean, they just did it. They just did it <laughs> like, <laughs> like even with uh, even with the dragons, like when yeah. when it spits fire at the rock yeah. and the way it like comes around the rock. Yeah. Yeah. In the first challenge. Yeah. So yeah. not even just the fiend fire, just like fire in general. <laughs> they just did so well. Yeah. Even in the goblet when it like. Mm-hmm. Pff, mm-hmm. I and know the way it changes color is really cool, too. Yes. Yes. And I know that's obviously like magic fire. Yeah. But. Even that looks real. Yeah, it looks like something that could exist. Yeah. Which is really cool. Harry Potter's really good at doing that. The movies in whole are good, but they would not have worked if the CGI and the VFX were not as good as they are. Yeah, I agree. Because that immersion is so important. Yeah, especially in something like a fantasy where pretty much everything is left left up to your imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Why um, one last hurrah for the uh, CGI? Most of this is very much so goblet of fire based because it would probably had maybe not the most but i would say it had the most i i think i would agree as well especially with that second challenge being underwater i was just about to say oh is that what yeah that's exactly what i was talking about i actually i have that too but that was in my blends because Mm -hmm. daniel radcliffe did learn how to scuba dive and act underwater in order to achieve all that and all the makeup and prosthetics used on him to to make him look like the aquatic creature he becomes once he yeah he i was gonna talk glued. more about like the grandilos and yeah, the, the mermaids ahead. and like the the other competitors 
respectively have either the bubblehead charm, which is CGI, and then Crumb has the shark head, yeah, which is his, obviously all CGI. His failed uh, transfiguration. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that goofy looking thing. It, it, it's easy to pick CGI apart because it's not real. And when you're doing CGI, you are trying to make things real. So again, huge, huge props to the VFX artists that worked on those movies because they did an excellent job. Well said. I'll integrate into our practical effects list. Um, I will say that I have many more on this list than I do the CGI. And I think that's just because I've been to Mm. all these places that I Mm -hmm. mentioned earlier. So I've seen so much of the behind the scenes and I've seen why it's so great. So without further ado, let me get into it. The first one I have, and it's probably the first one that we see in the series, is Hagrid's size. It would have been so easy, maybe not in the beginning, but especially later on in the series, it would have been so easy to just resize him digitally, like they did in Alice in Wonderland, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, where they just resize things. Yeah. But what they chose to do instead was to keep this this process that they were using, which is they do a lot of prop perspective, so they would shoot... um, They would shoot Robbie Coltrane, who played Hagrid, in a set that was smaller so that when it switched to scenes that were just him alone, everything would look shrunken compared to him. And then they found a body double who was six foot ten, who wore a Hagrid face mask, essentially, like a wig and mask. (laughs) And that would be used for the the uh, faraway shots where he was with other people. And um, and other than that, it was just all camera. And that's definitely not the first time that method was used. Yeah. I think they just really, really perfected it for Hagrid. Yeah, I mean, like, just the camera tricks. Like you said, like, the angles to make the kids look short. I mean, obviously, the kids are going to be shorter than, than the six this foot grown guy. man. But like, <laughs> six foot ten guy, rather. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, even, even in the scene where, I think it's the sixth movie. Yeah, uh, after Harry drinks the Felix Felicis mm-hmm. and then goes to Hagrid's hut and <laughs> Slugworth, <laughs> Slughorn is there. Even though that's all one scene and they're all in the same room together, Hagrid still looks massive. Like, and the, the mug that he's using is like yeah. six times the size. So like they, they really, like they use so many small details. They really just like put a lot of work into that mm-hmm. and it paid off mm-hmm. because it looks perfect. You want to switch off or you want me to keep going? Like really the only, I mean, I guess this is technically a blend. The Dementors in the third movie, specifically in the third movie, when they did every shot like underwater to get that really flowy cloak and like almost ethereal being of the Dementors because they're very much so not human. (laughs) Yeah, that was incredible. I mean, they did that. Yeah, I know I was a kid when I when that movie came out Mm -hmm. and I saw it, but like it freaked me out. Yeah. Oh, I was I was so scared. Like I'm older than you and that freaked me out. So I can only imagine. Being looking, a little yeah, kid. Yeah. <laughs> no, the third one is when it started getting dark, and that was really creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they're all flying around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Up above Sirius. And even all just that. when we first see them and they come on the train, that is terrifying. Yes, and, and even the mouth, before that, dude, the mouth yeah. is nasty. Even looking. before that, when Ron's like, "Someone's getting on the train," and everything's freezing, and it's just like yeah, quiet, it stops your oh, heart a little it bit. It was so yeah. freaky. Oh my god. Yeah, that takes me back <laughs> we should we should do a marathon oh yeah absolutely again. absolutely it's worth doing any time any time of day True. any you, you want to start today <laughs> we could <laughs> all right let's finish our list first yeah. um the next thing that i have on my practical effects list are the loomis wands mm. that's what i called it loomis mm-hmm, wands mm-hmm. because as much as the vfx for all the spells are amazing that was something that was purely practical the actors wore battery packs that were attached to their arms and then fed a wire through, through to the sleeve. wand, which would then light up on on the very tip tippy top. Mm-hmm. And it just looked that way on camera. 
This is something that I learned when I went to Harry Potter studio in England. One of the people there demonstrated how that worked and said, take a picture of it because it just looks like a little LED on top of the wand. But the way it like blooms on the camera. Yeah, the way it does that on the camera, the lens flare, like it's, it looks exactly like the movie. So that was something that was purely practical. I know for a fact. I I did not know that. Mm -hmm. I thought thought that was just... um... Like, I figured they had, like, the real lighting yeah. on the thing, but I thought that they, like, did the glow. Yeah, like, enhanced it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that was pure light. <laughs> that awesome. was just light being light. Yeah. <laughs> uh, many of the actors said they had really sore arms after shooting oh, those scenes. Oh, just from scenes. holding it up. And the battery packs. Apparently, they were, like, car batteries. Like, they were huge. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. So, the next thing I have on my list is... Devil Snare. So that's in the first movie. We're just getting started with the Harry Potter series. Um, so how they did that was uh, it was a puppet controlled off screen uh, to make the vines move. And also the scene was shot in reverse. Interesting. Yeah. So that made it look like the Devil Snare was throwing itself on them rather than them throwing oh, it off. True. Smart. Yeah. Smart. I, I just learned that when I was researching for this episode. And I thought that was fascinating because, again, that's not the first time, nor will it be the last, that that method is used. Mm-hmm. But it's such an old method that you don't think about it being used in modern films. Yeah. It, it's interesting to take a look back at, mm-hmm. at the way films and things like that are, are filmed. Like the ingenuity is is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and e- even on top of that, like the the practical like look of everything mm-hmm. in the in the movies throughout the entire series, like the detail. Yo, yeah, I mean, absolutely. They look like Gross. leathery and like gross. <laughs> yeah, like just gr- like you wouldn't want to touch them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Art department was on point. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Shout out to the art department. Yeah. Next one was uh, a widely known animatronic for the fact that it fooled actor Richard Harris into thinking that it was real. Fox the Phoenix. They had Fox, the animatronic, the amazing animatronic they made for that second movie on his pedestal. And on a little perch. Yeah, yeah. And Richard Harris was like talking, talking to Fox and everyone was kind of like, what's going on? And someone was like <laughs> off screen controlling or off off uh, to the side of the set controlling this animatronic, yeah. obviously. So they must have had a ball with this. And Richard Harris was just talking to this bird. He thought it was a real bird. That just shows you how sweet Richard Harris yeah. was. He's just talking to a bird. <laughs> like, what a dude. A bird that wasn't even real yeah. in the end. Rip Richard Harris, yeah. man. Even, even Daniel Radcliffe has been in interviews and said, like, yeah, he just let him do it because he wasn't sure if he was just humoring the rest of the team or yeah. if he actually he thought it was real. <laughs> yeah. And he just had a whole moment with this bird. So yeah, Fox looks incredible as well. I know that's kind of a blend because when Fox catches fire, obviously that's not real fire. Again, shout out to the fire. Fluid and like fire and smoke simulations that they have throughout the entire series mm-hmm. like in the first movie when when Quirrell is defeated yeah and then this little ghosty ghost of Voldemort like, yeah passes out. through yeah. Harry that's incredible yeah, and that's cool. 2001 like <laughs> today in 2021 fluid simulations and smoke simulations are hard it's hard to get a good one yeah and it's hard to integrate them believably yes. yeah <laughs> another practical effect that I assumed had a lot of cgi in it was ant marge like balloon ant marge that was all inflatable suit and prosthetics that's crazy that was gonna be my next one. Oh yeah because <laughs> i i learned this somewhat recently 
and like I yeah same as you I thought it was just like they took Marge and put her on some wires and like then did a bunch of CGI yeah they removed the wires and that's it gosh that's that's incredible yeah and that's another one where book imagery to actual perfect yeah like actually seeing it seamless that's exactly what I pictured what happened yeah (laughs) even starting with the one finger yeah Yeah. when the one just the one little like tip of her finger just starts blowing up she's like what the hell it was from page to screen seamlessly And that concludes my practical effect list. I'm sure you were not a fan of this entire scene, nor was I. But the scene where Harry and Ron go into the forest and meet Aragog. (laughs) The spiders. (laughs) Like most of the little ones were were CGI, like when they were coming down from the trees and whatnot. But Aragog was just a big old puppet. Yeah, he's just a massive puppet. And that's another one I saw at the studio and at Wizarding World. And it actually is massive huge and then even when they're driving away and ron gets the one like around his neck yeah that's real too <sighs> it's giving me heebie-jeebies i know just i know about like i hate spiders because it looks so real <laughs> yeah. like i'm so glad that whoever was in charge of making those decisions made those decisions to do so much practical like the the thing with cgi versus practical is cgi is great for a lot of things but if you overuse it it that immersion is lost yeah like not to shoop on a on another series but the hobbit movies yeah. used far more cgi than they did practical and even ian mckellen was like i'm i'm just like i'm not even acting i'm just talking to a camera in a green room yeah even sometimes the avengers the whole yep. mcu yep sometimes when they use a lot of green screen it, it kind of gets get a little lost. odd anyways we're talking about harry potter right now let's not shoop on a <laughs> yeah you're right on another anyways <laughs> You still Bruh, about the my, spiders? <laughs> my butt is still clenched from thinking of those spiders. Like, right, what's, what's, what's your next? What's your next one? <laughs> Get off the spiders. Yeah. Um. This next one is mostly just good acting, but the polyjuice potions. Oh my god! Both the transformations and like the results. The transformations from like Harry to Goyle, and even Hermione to. Cat. disfigured cat <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. those looked incredible like yeah. the way Hermione the as a cat moved. looked great yeah and then of course there's the acting like each actor had to act as the character they actually yeah. were yeah and Bellatrix as Hermione as Bellatrix that was incredible. so good such a short part of the movie yeah. but it was absolutely incredible seeing seeing Helena Bonham Carter be like awkward and <laughs> yeah. shy and like unsure when the entire rest of the movie she's just like insane and yeah. nothing but brash and she aggressiveness nailed that yes. that that like hoity-toity chin and the I would like to see my vault <laughs> it was absolutely perfect 100% Hermione and then the seven potters. The seven potters. I forgot about those. Those were Daniel incredible. Radcliffe as Fleur Delacour is my favorite moment in the entire Bill, series. Bill, don't look at me. I'm uh, hideous. I'm hideous. <laughs> that was hilarious. Every Polyjuice Potion transformation, yeah. even from Moody to Barty Crouch Jr. <sighs> That's one of my favorite. Yeah, ones. where the eyeball came out yeah. and his face and started he drooping. All, he gets and... all like wriggly, and mm-hmm. we got to watch these movies again. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. All right, my favorite blend. I mean, I don't know if this counts as a blend, but the Animagus transformations. That counts as a blend. The first one we see is is serious. Actually. Technically, the first one we see is McGonagall in the very yeah, first movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that is great when it's like the shadow. Oh, yeah, the shadow. But then even off that. the desk. I was thinking of the off the desk where it goes. Whew. The jump off the desk into a seamless McGonagall. Yeah, perfect. I remember watching that and being like. That was real. <laughs> that lady's a cat. That lady's a cat. <laughs> I was so convinced. Like, I mean, obviously I was a kid, but like, even now I'm like, 
Maggie Smith's got some powers. <laughs> um, but then in the third movie, we get to see um, Peter Pettigrew go sort of through that little hole in the wall and then also crumple back into a, a rat. I mean, like, I don't even care how they did it. They just did it well. <laughs> like, that, like that's such a hard thing to do is, is take a human and make it not human. Yeah. But just the transition into, like, he sort of starts getting smaller and, like, his hands start getting rat-like. It's like, do you remember those books, the Animorph books? Yeah, the Animorph books. It's like books. the covers of those where it's like... <laughs> it looks exactly like it that. It literally <laughs> is that. And I love it. Like, it's such a good... That's awesome. It's such a good use of the actor, but then also the... The CGI. That's probably my favorite. That's interesting that you say that because I would say that is not one of the worst CGI moments, but definitely one that could use some work. It wasn't perfect. Yeah. But then like, how? Like, (laughs) how do you make that perfect? But you mentioning the movements of the actors and like that cat jumping off the desk into McGonagall. Yes. You're right. That is pretty incredible. Yeah. Like that, that probably is the best transformation. You know what it was? Bloody brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) yes yes it was (laughs) my first my first uh blend i would like to talk about is the wizard's chess that's barbaric (laughs) not only then when they're playing it on the board but when they have to do it later in the philosopher's stone and they're actually participating that part that that was incredible for the time that they did it. Yeah. The actual movement of each piece was obviously practical. They just did that. With... Yeah, they just took a statue and moved exactly, it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. But then the encounters where they would like hit each other with swords yeah, and blow the, each other up The queen up and stuff, like takes a sword yeah. and stabs through the night. That was all CGI. And although it doesn't look great now, at the time it was really cool. Yeah. And the fact that they were able to achieve that sort of integration, it's kind of almost like what you just said with the transfiguration. Or mm. sorry, with the... um. Animagus. Animagus. Mm-hmm. It it just it looked really cool. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the pawns. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. With their double swords. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then similarly, the moving photos. That was something that would have been so easy to do, just completely CGI. Yeah. But the fact that they shot actors moving in those images and then placed them yeah, in like just comped it all into the frames. Yeah, wherever it needed to go. And the fact that they made it look like the right medium. Like if it was paint, it looked like mm-hmm. paint. If mm-hmm. it was newsprint, it looked like newsprint. The pictures in the newspaper, they sort of like repeat. They made gifts before gifts were even a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, those were really, really like that, cool. Like the the one where Sirius is like being held mm-hmm. and he's like Rah! yeah in, yeah in, in the, the third one in the camera oh my lord like it looks like a newspaper yeah yeah and they <laughs> yeah. and because they did a practical approach rather than a CGI they were able to capture the human movements and the yes. emotions yeah you get to see the emotion in a piece of paper that's moving like that's in, that's magic <laughs> that is that is real magic, that's magic. <laughs> but the fact that they they pulled that off and translated it so well is yeah our kind yeah. of magic <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Um, so, oh, you mentioned transfiguration. Uh, when Moody transforms Malfoy into a ferret, where it just like in like a little vortex and like, oh, that's ferret now. And then he untransforms yeah. and he's just laying on the ground. Yeah, that's awesome. So good. So is, good. Is that is that a student? <laughs> Technically, it's a ferret. <laughs> Such a good scene. It is. It is. Speaking of animals, yeah. uh, the basilisk, that is a great blend. Because when it's moving and it's doing the snake-like movements it's completely cgi obviously it's a huge snake yeah but when it's lunging at harry when he's climbing the statue that is all animatronic again it's something that doesn't necessarily look great now but at the time they absolutely pulled it off yeah like now you can tell it's an animatronic yeah 
but like also you're not gonna get a friggin' eighty foot snake <laughs> <laughs> with mega fangs. Yeah, and that's like, another one where they could have used one hundred percent CGI. But they're better off that they didn't. Yeah, we capture that that human interaction and emotion. Um, we already talked about the Triwizard Tournament stuff. That was another one on my blend list. So I'm going to skip over that and go right to the Dumbledore versus Voldemort in the fifth movie. That was an amazing blend. The water? The water. The water orb? That is... That was incredible. Like, I don't care what anyone has to say. That is the best fluid simulation yeah i have ever it's seen so in any movie ever and it will continue to be the best fluid simulation until the end of time yeah and the way they did that was that obviously the water was completely cgi but they actually filmed voldemort like lunging and trying to get out and like casting spells so that's how they got that great blend because it still looked like voldemort it didn't look like his arms were like moving weird like the physicality of him was still there and all the the sand and the glass and the the lighting and everything and the wind all that was completely practical and again it's that immersion and it's the best of both worlds that was probably the top tier of blends that yeah. i can think of oh ugh, i'm yeah. getting shivers just thinking <laughs> about it finally to wrap this all up hogwarts itself is an incredible feat just a work of art. Yeah, and it is breathtaking to see in person. Yeah. Holy. Just see that castle. It just, like, makes your heart grow ten times in size, like the Grinch, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're a Harry Potter fan. And I thought I was on my list, but I have not talked about Quidditch yet. Oh, God. <laughs> and I love Quidditch. So I don't have much time left, so I'm just going to go through it really quickly. It is another great blend. The actors actually ride the brooms, which is incredible to me. I want to ride a broom. If you can hook me up and let me ride a broom somewhere. Warner Brothers. Yeah, Warner Brothers. Hook, hook me up. <laughs> I'll, I'll ride it in front of a green screen. Just put me in front of the Black Lake or something. The first movie, the, the visual effects looked kind of sloppy, but the technology caught up. And mm -hmm. for the second, third, and sixth movies, wow, those broom scenes were absolutely stunning okay should we wrap it up i believe so all righty thank you everyone for listening this has been like each episode gets more and more fun i think <laughs> so I, I hope everyone shares that that being said this is the end of this episode please 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 go and follow us on instagram you can find all the links to our social media below in the description we'd love to interact with you guys please give us episode ideas give us opinions on on the episodes we've already given don't forget to subscribe for new episodes rate our episode give us five stars we love you all thank you for listening and we will see you next week So just say Harry, did you put your name in a geek square? <laughs> did you put your geek in a square? <laughs>